Welcome to This Is Me. My name is Siobhan. We all know someone with a battle. This weekly podcast is where I talk with everyday Australians as they share their life-changing moments. Some of these stories are sad, but all of them are inspiring. This week, for legal reasons, we will not include any names. I'm 42 years old and I am married with two biological children. In 2015, I became the full-time carer for my four-week-old niece due to my sister's drug addiction. There's some stains on your photo They all cracks on your rusty frame So I have four sisters and I have two brothers and we grew up in America in California. My mom is Australian and my dad is American and we moved out to Australia when I was 16. Life in America was good. My mom and dad unfortunately um, decided to go their separate ways when I was 16. I had um, three younger sisters and brothers and we all moved out here with my mom. These three other siblings that I had were older and they were in college at the time. So they stayed in America. Wow, how was that? Um, it was hard to be separated, but um, we're, we're all still quite close. I only have two siblings that live in America now, and the rest of my siblings are here in Australia. So how did you find the move to Australia? It was hard. So I did grade 11 and 12 here. Um, but I made some beautiful friends and ended up going to university and met my husband and we've been married for 15 years. Were you close with your parents? I am very close with um, my mother. I was very close to my father. Unfortunately, he passed away. Um, Now, I think it's coming up to about four years ago. It was very sudden and we were very close. still miss him every day. Unfortunately, he was taken away too early, but that's life. So yeah, sorry. You have certain people in your life that they're almost like cheerleaders. And my father to me, he was my own personal cheerleader. He would call me up. Usually, every morning, I'd have a text message from him. Good morning. How are you? I miss you. And my father lived in Hawaii. So we were very close, considering that we lived countries apart. Um, So yes, usually every morning, I'd have a text message. It was only probably last year that I stopped looking at the phone. And we would speak at least, I don't know, twice a week. But he was just that person in my life that just always gave you that that positive reinforcement. You're doing a great job. I love you. You're a wonderful mother. When you lose somebody that you love that much, it, it forever changes you. We moved out here when I was 16 and money was very, very tight. 
I became very aware of being independent and financially independent. So I um, made sure that I always had a part-time job. I remember thinking to myself, I don't ever want to have my children want or need for anything. So therefore, I will get my act together and always make sure that I can provide. So I met uh, my husband when I was 21. We talked about how we would love to have two children, two hands, two eyes. We had mapped out all the wonderful things that you want in life. You had your girl, you had your boy. Mm -hmm. Life was perfect, great husband. Yep. Beautiful home. Yep. But something changed. Something did change. Um, so I think it was about, say, six years ago, my sister had her first child. And unfortunately, my sister has some issues in life, um, one of them being substance abuse. Her child was taken away from her. Child Safety called me up and said, you are next of kin and we have your niece who is four weeks old. And um, would you consider fostering your niece? Um, I then spoke to my husband and said, my niece has been taken by Child Safety I don't know if it's forever or if this is just a one month thing, what should we do? And my husband said to me, I think that we need to take on this child. We can't have this child being bounced around. We don't know what's gonna happen to this little person. We have a house, we have room. No human would want to turn their back on a family member. We then had to spend two weeks being approved by child safety to make sure that we didn't have a criminal record, that we didn't have substance abuse. Um, they came to check out our house, whether it was safe. And um, my niece then arrived two weeks later with a child safety officer with a um, plastic bag and um, the little outfit that she had on that day. What do you mean a plastic bag? a grey shopping bag which had one nappy and some baby wipes in it. That's how she was presented to you? Yep. So that afternoon we went out and bought nappies, wipes, clothes that would fit her. I had a porta cot I had blankets, um, wraps. How old were your children at that time? So my eldest was six and my youngest was three. So this little baby arrives. Mm -hmm. So um, my niece arrived and unfortunately she was still going through some drug withdrawals. So she was still going through tremors and a few different issues like that. She was underweight. My eldest was premature. So I knew that this little one needed to be fed every three hours. So we did that. We fed her every three hours and she started to turn um, a corner. The tremors started to stop. Um, she started to fatten up. She was doing a, a lot better than what she was. 
So for her to have withdrawals, is that how you word it? Mm-hmm. Does that mean your sister was taking drugs while pregnant? Or yes. Birth? Yeah. Do you know what type of drug it was? Methamphetamines. Anything from speed to ice to, I think, maybe heroin might fall into that. Did you know your sister was pregnant with this child? I did. I'll never forget the day that I went to visit my sister in the hospital. And um, my sister was asleep at the time. And my niece was in one of those little cots next to her bed. And I remember walking in and grabbing my niece and holding her really close. And I remember thinking, all I want to do is take you home. I just felt a really strong connection. And I didn't realize at the time that um, child safety was obviously looking into the case. Because I think what actually happens is when mothers come to the hospital and they are under drugs, I think some hospitals alert child safety just to say, hey, we've got a mom who is under the influence, you may want to keep an eye. So clearly it was flagged in in the hospital. But yeah, I still remember that day and feeling very like, I just want to pick you up and take you home. I felt terrible leaving the hospital with my niece in that condition and my sister in that condition. But it was her child, you know, I couldn't intervene. I just remember feeling so scared for everyone's future. It's a hard day. Can I get back to your sister's pregnancy? Mm-hmm. So had you drifted apart as you became adults? She was a very, very bright woman. She actually received an OP of three, which is an old system. The rankings are one to 25, 25 being the lowest, one being the highest. So to have a ranking of three means that you're very intelligent. Unfortunately, my sister went to university and just got into the wrong crowd. She then met a man who was very abusive. He used a lot of substance as well and uh, she unfortunately became pregnant to that man. They moved to Melbourne and um, I think they were living in a car, living on the streets, moved back here and my mother helped her out at the time. I couldn't be close to her because when you have uh, a sibling who's on substance abuse, you know, they ask for money, they steal, very erratic behavior, so. I was trying to be close to her, but with a lot of boundaries. They were together for about two years. He was very abusive. There was a lot of uh, police phone calls. My sister still has a scar on her face where he threw her through a bedroom mirror. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much he abuses her still to this day. They're They're still together. They're still together. Yeah, still together. My sister will say to me, I have this scar on my face and it's a sign of how much my man loves me. My mother and I have offered to send her to private rehabs. We've offered to 
help her get into rehab. She went to rehab once, and I think she lasted for about five days. Do either of them work? No. They have no. a house? They have a housing commission house. So you took this little baby mm -hmm. at four weeks of age. How's it to be a new mum again? I just remember at the time feeling like all I wanted to do was help that little person. I just, I just felt so sorry for her. I just really wanted to get her healthy mm -hmm. and happy. Every mom can relate to this. You have this brand new child and, and that joy, you know, and that love. And um, I had that with my niece. How did your own children feel when there's a new baby that takes mum's attention away? My middle child loved having a sister. She was besotted. My eldest son, he loves her, but he also <laughs> really loves mom. So I think his nose was just slightly out of joint, but not in a way that um, he feels revengeful, but um, there's still a little bit of jealousy to this day. Did you just keep your job? Did you stay working full time? I did. I was lucky enough that my children were in family daycare and I was able to access that system. So I went from two drop-offs to three drop-offs. It worked for a few months. And then unfortunately my uh, niece got really sick and um, she was in hospital for about two weeks. Um, she developed a, a virus called RSV, which is a respiratory virus. We almost lost her. And um, from that moment on, I decided that I couldn't take her to family daycare anymore because of the germ, so we actually got a nanny. Do you think because of her mother having drugs while she was pregnant yep. um, and the withdrawals, do you think that contributed to her being unwell? Yes, I think she just had a compromised immune system. Mm. And um, unfortunately, my uh, sister also smoked while pregnant. So the pediatrician said that her immune system and lungs were just compromised at the time. Were there concerns that she may not develop? She might have developmental delays or permanent? Yep, all of those uh, things uh, get flagged when children are born to mothers who do substance abuse. Um, alcohol fetal syndrome is a, another one. I know that my sister also drank. Mm. Alcohol fetal syndrome is not usually diagnosed until children are a little bit older, so say six to ten. But um, substance abuse is definitely one where you have to constantly be on the lookout for developmental delays or any of those things. Luckily, my niece is thriving. She's incredibly intelligent, incredibly athletic. So she has avoided all of those things. It's a miracle. What age is she now? Five and a half. She calls me mommy and I have asked her several times and said, you can call me whatever you like, whether it be auntie, whether it be mommy by my first name, as in mommy and then my first name, or you can call me just my first name, whatever you're comfortable with. And um, She's very bright and she said to me, but you are my mommy, so why would I want to call you anything separate? What about your husband? What does she call him? Dad. Daddy. How does he feel? Oh, he loves her. He treats her exactly the same as my children. We've got a real 
thing in our house is that we're a family and families stick together and we don't treat anybody differently. And your children, do they say, this is my sister? Yes, even though technically they're cousins, mm. they have always called her, this is my, my sister, this is my little sister. She's always been um, treated as a sibling. Does she see her birth mother? She sees both her biological parents. It is uh, supervised because unfortunately both parents are still using substances. Where does it happen? Um, it's all run through child safety and there's always a case manager there and um, so they have visitation once every two weeks. Do they want to see her? Yes. I think they're still under the illusion that one day my niece will be returned to her biological parents. That I, that is their wish and their wanting, but unfortunately, um, when you're you're on substances and um, you're not fulfilling the child safety case plans, which is one of them is get off substances, you'll never be reunified with your children. My niece was awarded a, a long-term order in November last year. So with long-term orders, it means that children are never to be reunified with um, their biological parents unless there is a dramatic change with um, either one of those parents. I don't feel that my niece will ever be reunited with her biological parents. When did you tell her, I'm actually not your birth mother, I'm your auntie? Can you remember telling her that? Because my niece does have regular contact with her biological parents, her parents are very verbal about the fact that I am actually her aunt. So my niece is very aware that she has two sets of parents. We like to say that you're very special, you're very lucky, because you have two sets of parents that love you equally. She does come back um, emotionally distraught sometimes and um, I just try to explain it to her in a very five-year-old way, which is, um, it's okay, you're safe here, you're loved, it's all right. What else do you do? Your own mum, why were you next of kin and not them? My mother was not called because unfortunately my sister's boyfriend who is abusive had abused my mother. So because my mother actually had a domestic violence order on that person at the time, she couldn't actually look after my niece because child safety was worried that he would come after her. So that's why I was called. What happened to your mom? Um, the boyfriend at the time was in a drunken rage and my mom tried to intervene and protect my sister and um, he had pinned her arm against a kitchen bench and um, practically dislocated her wrist. I was really hopeful that my sister would stop using substances and that once that little person was here that that would change her. I was hopeful. I was worried, but I was hopeful. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I think it's made me a lot stronger as a person. 
and I'm just very grateful. I'm very grateful for the life that I have. Very grateful that my niece isn't going to be a statistic. My sister has since had two more children. One being a 15-month-old little girl, and as of a couple weeks ago, a little boy. My mother has taken on those children. With my mom gradually aging, the plan is that I will move her to the same suburb so that um, these children, especially the biological siblings, can grow up together and they can all go to the same school together. You know, say Monday through Friday, they might all stay with me, and then on the weekends, all the siblings will go to grandma's house for the weekend. So two becomes five. So your sister's still heavily involved in drugs? Yes. Something happens when you have drugs. It changes you as a human. I don't feel sorry for her because the person that I grew up with is not the person that she is now. Drugs change people. And the relationship and that beautiful memories that I have of growing up with my sister, they're gone because she's a completely different person. She steals, she gambles, she has drugs. I mean, she's had three children taken away by child safety. Is that not enough to want to change? Keep an eye on who your children hang around because I tell you, environment, it can just change them. I can't imagine my life any different than what it is. People ask me, you know, because you, you didn't actually carry your niece in your tummy and you're not her biological mother, does that make you feel different? And honestly, the answer is no. There's some stains on your photo Little cracks on your rusty frame Stuck in the mud But it's okay I don't have the pieces of your I think a mother's love is just you just love your children wholeheartedly and um, my niece is exactly the same. I didn't create her in my own womb, but the moment that she came into my life was the moment that she became my daughter. Otherwise, where would my niece be? Bounced around? Foster care? I didn't want that for her. There are many organisations that can help families cope with friends or relatives that are suffering from addiction. In Queensland, ADIS can help 24-7 with supporting people with alcohol and other drug concerns. ADIS have introduced a program called Breakthrough. Breakthrough is a program that provides information and support to families of people affected by drugs and substance abuse. To find out more, please contact ADIS on 1800 177 833 or contact them online at adis.health.qld.gov.au.